Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Oslo.com MLB EFS strategy show. MLB, one of the main events for tonight with no NFL. I'm joined by Team B, Terry McBride. How's it going, Terry? Doing pretty good, bud. It's a quick morning for me. Haven't had a ton of time of consciousness yet, but uh, drinking the coffee, getting caffeinated, and getting into the slate here. That's How right. You know? That's right. You'll, you'll always be prepared uh, regardless. So That's right. Um We've got 11 games to get to. We're going to go through them fairly quickly. We've got a bunch of other shows coming up, so if I forget to mention it. Um, after this, we have uh, Lofty, Sal, and Ben talking about NFL strategy, getting you prepped for week three already. The season's already flying by. Later today, we've got uh, PGA DFS strategy, Ben, Raza, and Tim Frank uh, breaking down the Corrales Punta Cana championship, I want to say. Uh, I believe that's what the tournament's called. Um, other things going on for today. Just want to make sure I mention this off the top because we're going to try to go through this and hit the main points of every game. MLB lineup builder is free today, as are the PGA ownership projections and possibly more to come. I'm not sure if we've got uh, anything for NBA, um, but uh, yeah. So that's what we've got um, on the back end. Um, Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports is the sponsor of today's show. As always, uh, Yahoo's making it easy for you guys to play multiple lineups. They've got a CSV edit now. If you've played over there, you might know this, but if you're, you know, if you're looking to play multiple lineups at whatever stakes, uh, Yahoo can really help you out in that regard. A lot of 10 max contests, a lot of 20 max stuff. Um, and then, of course, for NFL, they do have the big 150 max, 300K baller, 30K to first, some huge prize pools, some lower management fees, 12%. That's about... Uh, just three-fourths of what you're going to pay elsewhere where you're seeing 16% um, on the bigger side. So go support Yahoo. They're helping support us. We'll make sure to mention some Yahoo-specific plays as we go along. Let's start with this 11-game uh, slate here. We're going to go with the Cubs and the Pirates. 4.7 implied total for the Cubs, 3.9 for the Pirates. Jose Quintana against Steven Brault. Um, both these guys priced uh, pretty reasonably 7,100 for Quintana 64 for Steven Brault. And uh, I'm seeing some low price bats as well. We, we liked the Cubs yesterday, Terry. Uh, we're back on them again here. 
Yeah, I think the, you know, some of those prices work pretty well. Um, they're a little bit rough against lefties, which uh, Brault is. But Brault is not really a pitcher uh, I'm overly enthusiastic about in any kind of sense. He doesn't strike out a ton of guys. Uh, he's 12.5% strikeout this year. Uh, he's only allowed two home runs in his 35 and two-thirds innings. He's got 470 XFIP to his 404 ERA, though, so a little bit of luck baked into his numbers. Not getting any strikeouts, 8.3% uh, swinging strikes. Induces 49.5% ground balls. So he is a guy that keeps the ball in the yard, keeps it on the ground a little bit. Uh, but I think those Cubs can get to him despite their bad numbers, despite his ability to do that. It won't be one of my top favored stacks to go to, but I think they're definitely in play. And it looks like Alex feels the same way. They're ranked like top upper middle of the board, I would say. Yeah. And for whatever reason, there's a few teams, Cubs, Yankees, uh, you know, when they're priced reasonably, when they have a decent implied total, they're almost always a little bit overowned. Uh, maybe just the, the size of the fan base plays a role in that. Um, that and so, um, you know, they're a little bit popular today, but there are 22 teams to stack and it's not like their totals outrageous. It's not like they're too cheap to the point where, you know, optimizers just going to toss them in every lineup. Um, they do have really cheap guys at the end of the lineup. So if I'm stacking Cubs, uh, it goes without saying, but you want to make sure you get in a few of the, the top six guys or so top five guys, um, get in a bias, Bryant, Rizzo. Um, they're all priced pretty nicely, uh, even against, uh, against Steven Brawl. Who would you say you, uh, your favorite bat is here on the Cubs? There's, there's lots of options to choose from. So, uh, He's, he's over-owned. I was going to throw out Wilson Contreras as a catcher play, but he's way too owned. He's 23% owned, which is rough. I, I mean, there are so many catchers available on DK. That might actually end up being a spot that I would go away from just to make it a little bit different. Uh, I can get into Javi Baez. I know he struggled a little bit this year. He's 5,300. He's still pricey, but a 3.3% ownership share with him hitting uh, probably fifth against the lefty. I can get into that spot. Yeah, I love Baez. Um, I think he's going to be the eye I'm most overweight on. In this Cubs lineup, looks like I'm getting a decent amount of him. Uh, wouldn't mind as many stacks as possible, uh, yeah. as many of my Cubs stacks as possible, having Javi Baez. And um, we oftentimes see the uh, expensive guy go a little bit under own relative to the rest of his teammates uh, when the rest of the team is, is really cheap. Anything on the Pirates side uh, or Quintana uh, for that matter? We kind of skipped by the pitchers, but do you have any interest elsewhere in this game? Not sure how long Quintana is going to go. They also had uh, Edbert Alzole uh, listed potentially as an opener. They hadn't really announced which order they were going to come out in. Um, and Quintana's only thrown six innings this year, so I don't know how much length he's really going to get. Those were both relief appearances. Uh, so I, I'm not going to really roll out much Quintana, even though the Pirates are not good in the split. Uh, 126 Taiso, a 61 WRC plus, and 25.6% strikeout rate against uh, against uh, righties. So or I guess lefties rather. So uh, I think that they're not a good offense here, but I, th I do not think we're going to get enough length out of him. So I would avoid the spot. Fair enough. I mean, and it's not like we got a ton of options, but uh, like there again, there's 22 stacks, there's 22 pitchers on the slate. So if we don't love something about a guy or we have questions about how deep he's going to go, I'm fine. Just looking yeah. for, for other options here. Let's go to Tampa Bay and the New York Mets. Blake Snell on the mound, $9,500 on DK. Uh, over on FanDuel, Snell is $9,200. And then on Yahoo, he's $48. So affordable all across the board. Um, you know, a little bit worrisome going up against the Mets, but Snell with 30% K rate, 
well above average chase rate, well above average uh, swinging strike rate. Are uh, you worried at all about this matchup going up against these Mets hitters? Not worried. It's one where I might grab a few stacks of Mets just because I like those bats and they work well. Uh, I like the way that they that the lineup comes together and nobody's on them uh, and they're not expensive today. But I think definitely I'll be more um, heavily on the uh, Snell side of things. You hit most of the marks. Uh, he has given up eight home runs in his 44 innings, but that's just kind of like, you know, premium starter home runs that happen every now and then. Six of them came to righties. So if you're going to some of the Mets, maybe go to some of those righty bats. But he's been excellent, 14.8% swinging strike rate. Excellent whiff on his four-seamer, and it sets up his uh, his curveball uh, to right-handed hitters, his slider to both hands. So just excellent pitcher. Uh, he's got an excellent changeup to right-handed hitters as an out pitch, thrown it 154 times overall, 154 times to right-handed hitters. So that's where that one goes. But uh, he's just got an effective arsenal. Pitcher I trust, definitely can roll with him. Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, Snell, if he's not my highest on guy, he's going to be top three, I think at the very least, especially on DK, uh, Yahoo and FanDuel. He's going to be right up there uh, as well. Although I will say, uh, if you've taken a peek at the ownership projections today, he's not even the highest on pitcher in this game uh, on most sites. Seth Lugo, 7400 bucks going up against the Rays, four implied total for them. I don't know if I mentioned that. It's 3.5 for the Mets. Um, Lugo coming off a real tough start in which he gave up six earned runs, four homers. Uh, outside of that, he's been pretty solid. Um you know, he hasn't started every game. So maybe his number's a little bit inflated. Uh, the strikeout number is 31.5% for the season. As a starter, you're not going to strike out as many batters because you can't just go all out for an inning or two. But with that being said, are you buying into the Seth Lugo hype train tonight? It looks like right now we've got him projected to be in about half of the lineups on DraftKings. Yeah, I'm honestly surprised that it's that high. I thought it would be a, one of those things where uh, the public's got a little bad taste in their mouth from last time out. I think he gave up, what, four home runs in that game or three home yeah. runs in that game. So, yeah, it's it's a spot. The price didn't go up or really move that much, so I do still like him at that number. Uh, and I, I've i built up a little bit of trust for him uh, as a starter in that role now that he's stretched out. Um, you mentioned it's, you know, typically you're not going to get as many strikeouts as a starter. Uh, for his career, he's a 20.7% strikeout rate as a starter, 28.3 as a reliever. So that's definitely a difference. Like you mentioned, it's a, it's a maximum effort kind of a thing when they come out and they only have to go one inning, two innings, uh, and they have to pace themselves more as a starter. But this year, he actually, as a starter, has been up at 33.3% strikeout rate in starts. So he's been pitching really well. He might have figured out how to find that balance and make it work for him. Um, so I'm excited about that. He's allowed seven home runs in 29 innings, six of them as a starter. But as we just mentioned, four of them came in that last game. 238 XFIP to his uh, 530 ERA as a starter. I like the spot. I like the kid. Uh, the Rays are good in the split, seventh with a 184 ISO, 106 WRC plus, but they strike out 25.6% of the time. So I think there's strikeouts there for him. Yeah, I, I think. Um, where I'd probably end up on Snell is a little bit under the field. Like he is probably the best option in this range, usually with ownership projections. If a guy's going to be owned um, this highly, he's usually a good play. Like the field doesn't miss. Uh, the field's too sharp these days to, to miss uh, that, like that wide. Um, so 7,400, pretty good strikeout matchup. Even if you bump him down to like a 25% K rate, um, which is a lot less than what he's done as a starter, as you mentioned, Terry, this season, um, he still projects uh, incredibly well in this spot. So I like Lugo. However, there's just 
so many other options and yeah, they're, they're not great options, but um, there's a bunch of guys in this price range that could uh, outscore him. So top picture tool doesn't, doesn't love Lugo, although he still is one of the higher chances of being uh, a top two pitcher, which is crazy for 7,400. So yeah, good play. Yeah, and like yeah, the, the field doesn't typically get that wrong when it's like a value guy who's high end like that. So I'm kind of with it, but I think I agree with you. You could go 35% on him in your distributions and be fine, have a, a decent chunk of the field, put him with the right teams and be all right. And then spread some of the rest of that ownership to some of these other guys, be under the field on him if he stays up that high. Uh, because like you said, there are not great pitchers on the slate, but a decent amount of middling kind of pitchers to go to. And it's a big spread. So it's one of those nights where I just want to grab as much of the field as I really can, I think. Yeah, maybe you want to uh, just avoid Lugo or try to get off of him in a couple of the more popular stacks. So if you're five-man stacking Houston or Arizona uh, or someone like that, um, maybe you just want to be aware of what you're doing with with Lugo when he's that popular. Miami and Atlanta, we've got Jose Urania going up against Bryce Wilson. 4.2 implied total for the Marlins, 5.4 for the Braves. Braves coming in at about minus 160 favorite here. Um, looks like another night and another, uh, another night where we're stacking some Braves. What do you think, Terry? I think that's probably a good call. Uh, I was just clicking over to the stacks tool. Yeah. Third and, uh, third on DK second on FanDuel and Alex's rankings for stacks. Love the spot. Uh, do not think much of Urena as a pitcher Braves third in baseball with a 236 ISO 132 WRC plus against right-handed pitching. Urena 15.9% strikeout rate for his career. 14.7 this year. 13.2 walk rate. It's a very small 15 inning sample, so it's a bit unfair to do that to him. But 8 to 10% swinging strike rate for his career is over 10 this year, but again, very small sample. I just think the Braves team annihilates this guy. He just doesn't have much. Not a great arsenal of pitches. I, I'm fine with rolling a lot of Braves at him. Yeah, I think Freddie Freeman's got to be one of the better chances of hitting a home run tonight. Uh, and Terry, you do a home run model, actually. So if you have it handy, uh, where's Freeman rank? Is he up near the top tonight? Uh, let me click over. He's got a number that puts him firmly above average overall and he sits, he's top 10. Awesome. So you guys can get access to that model. Terry, uh, to shows you guys some of his top options in the MLB DFS quick hits that go up, uh, the night before. So you're getting ready for your MLB DFS action. We've got what another week or so of regular season. Actually, it, is it this Sunday, the end of the regular season? Okay. Um, so for DFS purposes, Saturday. Okay, got it. And then playoffs will obviously start, and it's going to be – we're going to get some decent slates, so you'll still get access to uh, Terry's quick hits for a while and then uh, going forward as well. Bryce Wilson at 5,500, going up against the Marlins. Pretty decent-sized favorite here. Um, could you see him picking up enough strikeouts to be worth it at, at 5,500? So I'm not getting a huge projection on him. I just switched it up before the uh, show. We had uh, I had a question mark in there from yesterday. Cole Hamels was supposed to get this start. He scratched, went back on the IL. Uh, Wilson is 8.2% swinging strike rate uh, so far in his uh, limited, limited seven and two-thirds innings. 7-1-2 XFIP, uh, pretty, pretty high up there. He's got a decent fastball, good mix of pitches, but uh, just overall, I don't know that he's fully cooked yet. He's another one of these kids who's up probably a little bit early. Uh, so... 
I don't know that I want to roll too much of them out there. The price is fine, uh, and you can maybe get away with it. But this Marlins lineup is a little bit frisky, too. They're, uh, they've been producing a little bit, so I don't know how much I want to tangle with them here. Yeah, I mean, it, it's still a pretty decent total here, 4.2 runs. Um, like, maybe last season in spot, the Marlins might be a full run lower. Um, but they've they've shown they can be um, a tough out for some of these pitchers, especially guys that uh, aren't great plays or aren't great pitchers. So Wilson at 5,500, I think he's going to be in the mix, just looking at how he projects um, from a value perspective, but still not a great still not a great uh, raw point projection. So um, what are the better values on a slate? I would definitely be mixing him in on DraftKings specifically. Um, it's just going to be, was that? I was just going to say just on the, st- the top starter tool there, that might change my opinion on him uh, real quick. Just looking at that. Cause he is going untouched at 5,500 based yeah. on our current update. So I wonder, man, so he's getting, yeah, basically no ownership right now. Um, and, I crunch based on, uh, based on ownership. Um, and I just give it a little bit of room and then grade out the, uh, grade out the best lineups. So that's why I wasn't getting to him. I was wondering why with that projection we have on him, I'm sure that'll get updated. I, I have to assume he's one of the more popular guys, um, in the sub seven K range. So below Lugo, I would imagine he, he gets pretty popular unless the projections just wrong on Wilson. And we don't expect him to go a, a full run here. Um, so just keep an eye on that throughout the day. I would, I mean, yeah, I, he's got to come up. Um, so that yeah, happens. Whatever, yeah. Whatever sorts out, I'll get caught up in the tool and uh, get updated. So yeah, for sure. Any bats, uh, on the Marlin side, or are you ready to uh, move it on here? I think you can throw a couple stacks of uh, some of those friskier Marlins bats, the Corey Dickerson's of the world, maybe grab a Starling Marte, Aguiar, uh, Matt Joyce in there. Uh, we mentioned Jazz Chisholm down in the bottom of the lineup is a star in the making, potentially a good lefty bat down there. Uh, you can get to him sneaky and cheap. So there's little pieces of that that I like. I wouldn't go wild building with it, but I'll throw a few more stacks into the mix. All right, let's go to Baltimore and Boston. 4.8 implied total on both sides. Keegan Aiken going up against Nick Pavetta, who um, were, you know, Terry was wondering, why he's still in the league. Uh, so talk about Pavetta against these Baltimore bats. And uh, it's surprisingly high on the top stack tool are the Baltimore bats. So uh, what do you yeah. like in this game? Yeah, I like the Baltimore side. I think they're in uh, definitely in play and uh, they're extremely inexpensive. So I think there's going to be a lot of people on them. Looks like the ownership is there at least for the top half of the lineup today. Uh, I just think they've got a, a good chance to really pop here against uh, Pavetta. He has not been pitching actively. This is his uh, thir- fourth appearance of the year. He made three appearances out of the bullpen, but has not pitched since I think the, the second week of August, somewhere around there. Uh, so over his career, he's got a one, six, three home run per nine strikes out 24% of hitters this year in his five and two thirds innings. He's allowed three home runs already six, nine, one X FIP over that small sample to a 15.88 ERA um 7.8 percent swinging strikes when he's on that's around like 11 to 12 percent and he's got a decent slider but i just don't think he's ready i don't think he's polished up Uh, i expect them to get into this boston pen pretty early and i just think it's a good good spot the implied team total is nice for the orioles so i think we can ride those orioles bats again here and uh overall 106 wrc plus so they're above average uh in the split creating runs 173 iso so around average power uh but i think they can definitely get something going here 
Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to have interest in either pitcher here. I'd rather go to Wilson for cheaper. Um, looking at the top stacks, like both of these teams getting a decent amount of ownership, especially Baltimore, but their value metric is the second highest on the slate. So they're just to the point where they're too cheap, where like you just have to throw in some of these guys if you're playing a bunch of lives, unless you're just outright fading them uh, on purpose. Like you're going to get some DJ Stewart. You're going to get some Cedric Mullins, um, Mount Castle at 3,700 with a decent implied total. Um, it's cool in Boston, but it's cool everywhere. So the weather's not a, a big issue um, when you're looking around the, the various different ballparks. Um, so I, I like Baltimore. I'm on the same page as you. Anything on the Boston side? Couple of really expensive bats. Bogarts and uh, Endeavors, 5,400 on DK. Yeah, keeping the stars on that team priced up a little bit despite the overall team struggles. And those guys are both playing pretty well. So, I mean, that makes some sense. Uh, Endeavors, uh, 11 home runs. Bogey's got 10, both over 280, 335, uh, 345 uh, on base. So they're playing well. That makes sense that they'd be uh, priced up. The rest of that lineup is a little bit brutal, though. I like Bobby Dahlbeck down toward the bottom. I think he's going to be a good player, high-end kid. J.D. Martinez is J.D. Martinez. Christian Vasquez is a decent catcher play, uh, although he hasn't really shown the you know big home run upside that he was uh, giving us last year uh, through his, uh, he had, what, 23 and 521 plate appearances last year. So he's in place somewhat, but uh, I think I'd probably lean more into the Keegan Aiken side of that if I was forced to choose one. He's got some strikeout upside. We saw him do uh, put up a good strikeout game against the Yankees and a good one against another team and then have a kind of a clunker start. Overall, 31.3% strikeout rate, but an 11.3% walk rate. So he's a little challenging as far as his control is command, but 13.8% uh, swinging strikes, heavy spin arsenal with three good pitches, uh, basic you know slider uh, fastball changeup, but a, a decent uh, ability to induce swing and miss. So I think he could have a decent start here against the Red Sox, but they're not a huge strikeout team in the split. So it's kind of more of a stay away on both sides of that. All right, let's move it on to the next game because I, I agree with you. Um, let's go to Detroit and Minnesota. This one will be a 740 Eastern start. Tariq Skubal going for Detroit. There's no run total for this game because we don't know who is starting for Minnesota. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. Check out the projections later in the day to see, first of all, who it is, and then uh, see if, if there's someone that you should be playing I'm assuming Minnesota is going to be a favorite here just because they're the better team. Uh, Nelson Cruz is questionable. That could change some things as far as playing Minnesota stacks. Um, sure, it would downgrade them, but it would also make them even cheaper because um, Cruz is 5,400 over on DraftKings. And you've got some cheap Minnesota bats. Polanco, 3,900. Donaldson, 4,100. Rosario, 4,200. Sano priced up a little bit, but he's 4,500 only. And then Kepler, if he's batting in the sixth spot, 4,100. So pretty good looking top six. Uh, is Minnesota a stack you've got your eye on here? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm getting good home run marks on them. Uh, they typically pop in that regard uh, when they face a lefty. Overall this year, 196 ISO and a 113 WRC plus only strike out 20.6% of the time against lefties. So I think this kid could be in some trouble here. Uh, I, I think he profiles as a decent starter in his future, but right now, hasn't totally figured it out. Uh, he's doing okay, inducing swinging strikes, 12%, nicely above average. Uh, but he was approaching 20% swinging strikes in the minors. So he's got strikeout upside to come. 
but right now five home runs allowed in 23 and a third innings, uh, four, seven, six X FIP. So I think it's definitely about these twins bats. I think they've got some good, good home run upside. Nelson Cruz against the lefty, always willing to play that uh, regardless of price. So, and you get some decent ownership on uh, a couple of these guys. You can duck in Sino's only going like 5.5%. You work with a uh, Byron Buxton who's only going off at 3.6. He's having a killer year. So I like a lot of pieces of that twins offense for sure. Yeah. I, I was looking and expecting to see better numbers against lefties for the twins. Um, so it's not going to scare me off entirely, but they have the lowest uh, active roster ISO right now. I don't think that's in, that includes Nelson Cruz, so that would jump up. But 106 is is pretty miserable, um, even in a short sample. So 82 WRC plus. Again, I don't think Cruz is included in that. Um, he's questionable to be in the lineup, so um, not exactly sure. But still, Twins struggling against lefties this year. I don't see why they would. Um, they smoked everything last year and basically have the same roster. Uh, in fact, a, a better roster with Donaldson in there, guy who's hit lefties for his entire career. Uh, so I'm not too worried about them. Kepler and Rosario can both hit lefties uh, for their entire career. Um, yeah, I like the twins. I like the twins here. Uh, I'm surprised their value metric is so low. Um, anything on the Tigers side? I guess we don't really know who's pitching, so uh, maybe that's, that's not a great question, but anything else you want to mention in this game? So I had Dobnak going and, and by the way, the, the numbers I just read off on the twins, I just realized as you were talking there, that's going back to the start of last year, the 196 ISO 113. So to me, that speaks to what you were just saying. That's their true quality against the lefty. I didn't realize I was reading 2019 numbers when I said that though. So no, you're catching that, that this, that it's this year, but uh, yeah, I think they do have that quality against the lefty. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I had Dobnak going for the twins. I don't know if that changed overnight. Um, he's a guy who absolutely limits power limits home runs, but strikes out no one. So I wouldn't want Dobnak if it's him and I wouldn't want the tigers if it's him. Uh, if it's somebody else, potentially we can maybe look at some tigers bats if it's a lousy pitcher or potentially we could look at the pitcher if it's a, you know, somewhat, if it's better than me or Jake pitching, you can always look at him against the Tigers. Let's put it that way. Yeah. If it's Dobnik, uh, I'm out on that. Uh, regardless, like he just doesn't miss any bats at all. It's too big of a slate to be, to be going there. If that is indeed the case, let's go to the Cardinals and the Royals 4.7 implied total for St. Louis 4.4 for Kansas city, Austin Gomber and Brady Singer are your pitchers here. A couple cheap ones again, uh, where do these guys rank as far as cheap pitchers? Do you like Singer? Do you like Gomber? Do you like the bats? What are you seeing in this game? Yeah, I think I can get to some Singer. Uh, not so much Gomber on the other side of things. Not sure how long he's going to go. Um, he's made uh, 12 appearances, only two starts. Uh, last time out, he went six. Uh, I'm sorry, he struck out six in just three innings against those lowly Tigers. Time before that, uh, five strikeouts in only two and two-thirds innings against the Cubs. So I don't know how much length he's going to get, but he's a guy who could, for the money, come out, strike out five or six guys, and score you a few points at only 5,600 if that's what you're looking for, if you need a super cheap guy. So in that price tier, I might be more interested in Gomber than in the kid from the Braves who we were talking about before at 5,500. I just think there's potentially more upside for strikeouts, potentially a better matchup here for Gomber, but I just don't know if he's going to go more than three innings, uh, which is the question. And then you're relying entirely on him striking out six guys in three innings. So it's dicey. On the other side, Singer, I do like. I think he's a pretty good pitcher. Uh, relies heavily, heavily on his sinker. 57.4% sinker usage induces 52.6% ground balls. Only 10.5% soft contact. So if he leaves one of those hanging, 
it's going to travel. Uh, he's given up eight home runs overall, three on his sinker, five on a slider. Uh, and that makes a lot of sense with the way that those pitches go as far as the dynamic of how those pitches work, that they would, that's where the power would come. Uh, he only throws a change up to lefties, only thrown seven standard fastballs all year. So we don't have to think about that really for him. It's all about keeping the ball on the ground, keep it in the park Cardinals against righties, 131 ISO 94 WRC plus 23 and a half strikeout rate. So I think the pieces of this lineup are better than what they add up to but I think Singer could have a decent start here just because he's facing the entire lineup. Yeah. I got to a bunch of Singer actually um, in my first run through here. So he projects pretty well. Um, got a little bit of strikeout upside in this spot against the Cardinals who seem to, uh, to let everyone down uh, and now they're priced up. So hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Maybe, maybe now is the, the spot where they're going to go nuts. Uh, as DK prices them up and everybody gets off of them. Um, I'm not big on the bats on either side, actually. Um, uh, and, and Gomber at 5,600, like I suppose you could mix him in, but I'd rather go to Wilson um, and like stuff will get updated for him. So probably no Gomber, a uh, little bit of singer. And uh, he's one of my favorite favorite pivots off of Seth Lugo and you don't have to go crazy to get over uh over the field on Singer he's only coming in at uh he's under double digits right now so I like that here yeah um anything else uh on the bats man Jorge Soler at 2500 has he been that bad or is that a misprice I was just gonna throw that out there yeah he's uh coming back from injury so okay. he's uh, for the season, he's eight home eight home runs in 159 plate appearances, 235, 331, 456 slash, 221 ISO, 113 WRC plus. He's been fine. Mm. So he's just been out. So yeah, that is a misprice uh, against the lefty particularly. So I think you can get there. I think you could put him together with like a Sal Perez, Adalberto Mondesi, Whit Merrifield, make a little stack out of that. Not a team I'd go nuts rostering, but I think they might be in play a little bit sneaky. But it looks actually looking at the ownership, it's not that sneaky. People are on those two, the two specifically Sal Perez and Jorge Soler that I'm most interested in. So, I like, yeah, but okay, I like their chances today. All right, let's go to Texas and Arizona. Jordan Lyles and Caleb Smith, 4.4 implied total for the Rangers, 5.2 for Arizona and Caleb Smith here. I want to hear your thoughts on Smith. Uh, 5,800 bucks with a, a decently low total against him. This is a guy that I loved on the Marlins for a while there. And I think he had, he missed an entire season or most of the season, either last year or the year before. Um, but he's always had pretty decent stuff. Are you a believer in Smith in this spot against this awful Texas team? I am. I'm getting a nice projection on him. I love the price on him. So uh, yeah, definitely. I think it's a good, good spot for him. This Rangers team strikes out 27.3% of the time against lefties. 
Uh, I, I think he's got a very nice upside. He's got to avoid the home run ball. Uh, he's pitched eight innings this year, giving up three home runs. Last year, 33 home runs and 153 in the third innings. So he does have uh, home run issues there. Heavy spin fastball, which uh, is typically going to be a fastball that sits up in the zone and kind of rides up on hitters. So it might just be the case where he left a couple of those sitting in the wrong spot. He gave up 20 home runs on his fastball last year. So it seems like that was just getting away from him a little bit in certain spots to the wrong hitters, and, and he got they got on top of him. I wouldn't call it a problem problem for him unless we see it persist for years. Uh, so I think the story is all about Smith in this one. I do not respect that Rangers lineup at all. Uh, I think he could have a very nice start here for that money. Yeah. And um, you know, the, the only reason I'm bringing up Smith as a potential option, even though his pitch count isn't probably going to be super high is that he, he's 5,800. Um, so he's like, you're not losing out on that much upside for 5,800 if he goes five innings instead of six. Um, and this is a guy who can strike out hitters. It is a good matchup. Um, in his two starts since the long layoff, uh, on the 11th, he went 40 pitches. On the 16th, he went 61. So if you give him 75 or 80, um, I think I think you can deal with that for 5,800. So he's another guy I like uh, even lower than that Singer-Lugo range. Um, I like punting with him quite a bit against the Rangers. What about Lyles against Arizona, who right now, I believe they are the number one stack in terms of chance of being the top stack on the slate, but it's really spread out. So it's not like they're, they're towering over anyone, but they're right up there as uh, one of the more popular options. Yeah. I always feel good when I wake up in the morning and the two teams I wrote up in my quick hits overnight are uh, near the top of Alex's stack board. And uh, that happened today with the Orioles and with the Diamondbacks two are two teams that I felt a little weird writing up because uh, you know, I don't think they're very good teams, but they're just in great, great spots. Uh, This Diamondbacks lineup, not overly good uh, overall 18th uh, in baseball with a 162 ISO 15% below average in the split creating runs. They limit strikeouts fairly well, but the story is all about Jordan Lyles being on the other side of this one. I, you, you, me, and, and Jordan could hit this guy. So I think we've got a good, good opportunity for the D-backs. 12.9% strikeout rate. He's allowed 10 home runs in 49 and two-thirds innings. 6.10 XFIP to his 707 ERA. Six home runs to righties, four to lefties, so he's given up power to both hands. Lost two miles an hour off his four-seamer uh, over the last two years. So I think that might be part of the culprits. Uh, he's given up eight of ten uh, home runs on the fastball this year. It just gets pounded. It sits in the zone, and guys are just turning on it. So I think we definitely get to some Diamondbacks uh, bats here. They're getting a little bit of ownership at the top uh, because they're inexpensive. But Cole Calhoun under 10% ownership in this spot against this pitcher, yes, definitely, please, uh, for 4500 all over that. Uh, and then the back end of the lineup, not very owned. You get uh, Eduardo Escobar and David Peralta sitting right there also, both under 10%, and both super affordable, 3700 and 3600 for those bats. So I am all over the Diamondbacks here. Yeah, amazing prices on them. Uh, that's going to keep their ownership up. Um, but again, it, it's not to the point where I think he did like fade Arizona entirely. Um, this is usually a stack where I get to more like two mans and three mans and one offs in my like five threes. Uh, but I, I still end up having a bunch of exposure to uh, some of these Arizona hitters. So the, the prices are just too good against Lyles with a 5.2 implied total. Um, so I, I don't think it's a spot you need to avoid um, for ownership reasons. 
Yeah, I mean, just that that trio that I named, Calhoun, Escobar, and Peralta, four, five, six in the order, 11,800 total spend for the three of them if you want to build a three-man stack, none of them over 10% owned on one of the best teams of the night. That yeah. doesn't, get, doesn't get easier than that to find a stack. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, keep an eye on what happens with Smith. Uh, Cubs fan in our premium Slack points out that he's supposed to be an opener. Um, and So if that's the case... Obviously, you don't need to play Caleb Smith on an 11-game slate. Um, but if they're going to give him four to five innings or, or let him go the normal run that you would give your starter, then, yeah, he would be in play. So just keep an eye out for that. I uh, usually get news throughout the day um, as every team is starting to implement the uh, the opener situation. The Rays uh, real real pioneers in that regard a few years ago. So it's, I mean, it's a sharp thing to do, right? I can't believe teams hadn't thought of this before. Yeah, it's, um, it's just smart baseball with, uh, and you're right. It's bizarre that nobody ever thought like we've got these amazing, amazing arms who pitch in high leverage situations to good hitters, and they were just keeping them for the end of the game, like like they had to. It was yeah, just a weird baseball tradition. Especially if you're a, like a bad team or a team with not a super deep rotation, um, then you guarantee that your best reliever faces the best pit, the the best hitters in the right. other team uh it doesn't necessarily matter what time in the game that is so um just a really logical move nice to see all these teams doing it it's not the best for dfs uh i mean it was for a while in that no one was playing the long relievers even though they had increased win probabilities um because they were starting later in the game they only need to go four innings to get a win instead of uh instead of the normal five um and then you just get no ownership but now people have kind of figured that out um, the sites have adjusted, including ours. So keep an eye out there for Smith and see see what's going on. Yeah, I'm not seeing that anywhere. Just just to throw that out there, I was okay. searching what we were talking, and I'm not seeing anything about him being an opener. The pitch count might be limited. I mean, he was on the COVID list, and uh, you mentioned he's he's only gone uh, three three and two uh, his le- his three starts that he's made. But it does say starter uh, everywhere I'm looking, so I'm not sure. But it's going to be a limited outing anyway, four or five innings. Okay, so, oh, they're seeing that he's listed on DK. DK tries to list the probable opener. Okay. Uh, yeah, don't go, by what the, don't go by what the intern at DK says, guys. Yeah, I, I wouldn't uh, do that. So um, there will be talk in our Slack, I'm sure, as news yeah. comes out. Or if nothing comes out, then you could probably assume he's the starter. Houston and Seattle. Another popular stack here, the Astros, 5.2 implied runs. That's one of the highest marks on the slate. They're going up against LJ Newsom. Framer Valdez at 9,700, pitching very, very well. Uh, I think I kind of uh, uh, discarded him on the last slate. I can't remember what the exact circumstances were, but uh, there were a bunch of other quality pitchers, and you know Valdez had like a 10% less uh, strikeout rate than the other two guys in his range, and he ended up going out and, uh, and having a great start. Um, so I've been a uh, Valdez fader, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to be doing that here. 9,700. He's more expensive than Blake Snell. Uh, so similar situation to last time going up against the Mariners. Uh, do you have any Valdez interest or is this too expensive for you? I, on name alone, I do not like the price, but um, based on what he's done this year, I, I think it's pretty much justified. Uh, like you said, I, I never expected that we'd be paying more for him than Blake Snell, but here we are 10 K on, uh, on FanDuel 97 on DK. But against this Mariners team, he's he's most certainly in play. 
Uh, 26.1% strikeout rate this year, up from 20.79 in the show last year. So he's, you know, dramatically improved his strikeout rate. 6.1% walk rate down from 13.4% last year, dramatically improved his walk rate. Uh, 63 and two thirds innings of 302 XFIP baseball to his 382 ERA. So suggests that he's actually gotten a little unlucky in some of this and, uh, and had a few balls get through the infield. Pitching really well. 54.5% sinker usage uh, induces almost 60% ground balls. His career ground ball rate is 62.9. Uh, so he just does excellent in uh, keeping the ball on the ground, limiting hard contact. So I really think he's going to have a nice start against this team. Mariners against lefties, uh, 176 ISO, 99 WRC plus, so around league average-ish, but 24.7% strikeout rate. I think there's plenty of strikeouts there. I don't worry about the frisky Mariners, uh, despite their upstart nature and the way that they've uh, disappointed me a couple times by, by blowing up pitchers. I'm going to attack them again here. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be a similar situation to last time with Valdez. And I think we were on the show when this happened. So that's why I recall it. Um, I, I think he's just getting too owned for the other options in his range. Um, and, and specifically talking about Snell, like the gap, the ownership gap isn't wide enough for the, the gap of how good of a DFS pitcher these guys are in general. Um, so if you just compare the two um, matchups from a Vegas perspective, Valdez minus 171 favorite, 3.9 implied total against Snell minus 132 favorite. So less of a chance of a win, um, but a 3.5 implied total ownership, uh, more ownership is going to Snell. Um, you could probably get away with pairing some of these, uh, pairing these two together if you can find a really cheap stack, but the only problem is you're going to end up on Baltimore, which is where everyone's going to be at if they pair those two together. So I would kind of refrain from that. And uh, I just prefer Snell in the spot. So once again, uh, going to end up with less Valdez in the field. That's for sure. Um, maybe no Valdez, but uh, this guy's proven me wrong a bunch of times this season and wouldn't be surprised if he goes out there and has a really nice start. Just hope that, uh, that Snell can outscore him. Astros bats against Newsom, good prices on them as well. It seems like the pricing on DK is just incredibly soft uh, for today's slate as uh, people are looking to spend some of that NFL money. Yeah, I think that might be exactly what they're doing, trying to make it a little bit more public friendly now. We've maybe uh, got some more casuals with money to spend. So, yeah, they definitely, definitely price some of these guys down. And uh, it's it's a favor to us. I mean, they're in a great spot against LJ Newsom, not a pitcher I think very much of. Um, overall 16% strikeout rate over his 11 uh, and a third innings career in the minors, just a middling prospect type guy. He had a few seasons in, uh, uh, you know, a high a double a where he was in the mid fours X FIP, just 18 to 20% strikeout rate. Uh, so I do not think that he's uh, a very good pitcher to, uh, or anybody to fear here. So I think we can load up on some of these Astros bats when they're inexpensive, get to, uh, like a Kyle Tucker at 4,200 is just in a great, great spot. Brantley against a righty at 3,800 is, uh, is unfair. Uh, George Springer, of course, off the top, he's popular, but uh, you know, totally deserves it. So I, I like this lineup, uh, not necessarily top to bottom. It gets a little wonky in the projected lineup uh, toward the bottom, but uh, definitely like one through six here, at least. For sure. Yeah. I'm in agreement on the Astro stack. And then just want to point out uh, over on Yahoo, Framer Valdez is 42 bucks. Um, so I think more reasonable play over there. It doesn't look like, many pitchers are priced up there either. Um, and you can definitely fit Snell and Valdez in a lineup. So that'd be 
a place I'd like to do a, a one-two punch. Um, and, uh, maybe in that 10 max $15 that Yahoo's got going on. So there you go. Before we uh, move on to the next game, uh, if you guys could drop a like for us, subscribe, you know the deal. Uh, that's very appreciated. Uh, and if you guys ever miss a show, you can go over to osmo.com slash podcasts and you can find the links to um, all of our different podcast channels. We've got one uh, with everything. So if you like everything, Osmo Daily Fantasy, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you know, any, any site uh, that hosts podcasts. Uh, we're pretty much on there. Um, Thanks, Jordan. Yeah, I see that on the screen right now. Um, we've got one for NFL, DFS, PGA, NHL, NBA. Um, so we've got specific podcast channels if you just want to get a specific sport. So go write us a review over there on Apple Podcasts. That helps us out a ton as we try to continue and grow and uh, offer you free stuff. So it uh, seems like you guys do enjoy the free stuff as well as the premium tools. Next game. Um, what do we got? Three more to go here. Let me get back on track. Yeah, uh, the Angels and the Padres, we have a four implied total for the Angels, 5.1 for the Pods. Zach Davies, $9,900, the most expensive pitcher on the slate. Uh, can we just write him off going up against the Angels? I mean, it's tough. He's been pitching so, so well that uh, it's tough to say, yes, just write him off for everybody. I'm just writing him off because I don't trust it, but uh, I don't know that I want to be on the record as telling everybody out there to write him off just because of how good he's been. Uh, but yeah, I, I think in this angels uh, against this angels lineup, 10th in baseball in the split 181 ISO 114 WRC plus they only strike out 20.2% of the time walk 10.8% of the time. I think he's in trouble here. I think this is where it finally disappears for him. It's been all about his changeup this year. Uh, he added spin to his other pitches. This is just from what I can tell looking at StatCast and stuff. It looks like he added spin about 100 RPMs to all his other pitches and then took some spin off of his changeup, and that's made it more effective. Uh, just the, the dynamic of the way it plays off of those other pitches. 34 of his 55 strikeouts this year have come on that changeup, and he throws it to both hands. So that's what he's working with here. It's really a one-pitch, one-trick pony. Uh, and I think these angels have too many good hitters and I don't know that he's going to get away with it here. So I, I don't want to pay full freight on Zach Davies. He's 10 one on FanDuel. You mentioned the, the 99 on uh, DraftKings. He's just not a 10 K pitcher. So yeah, for me, I'm, I'm not going to take him out of the player pool, but I'd be surprised if I have more than, you know, 5% of them, 10% of them. Yeah. I think even with the boost that he's going to get with the top pitcher tool, because people aren't going to go to him, I still didn't get to him at all um, with a 7% boost on his projection. Um, so just such a low upside play for 9,900. If he was the only guy in this range and you, you know, salary wasn't as big of a deal tonight. Like if you take Snell at the slate and you just wanted to pivot for like Valdez, uh, but, but knowing Valdez and Snell are on the slate and both cheaper and both with lower implied totals against, um, I think it's just getting too cute to be rolling out Davies, uh, outside of just a pure ownership pivot in a couple lineups. Yeah. Um, yeah. And some of the upside that you take out of what you can do with stacks and everything with the extra yeah. spend that you have to make to get to him. It's just for Zach Davies. Really? It's just not worth it. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, 23% K rate on the season. It's not going to blow your socks off here. Griffin Canning at seven K going up against the Padres. Um, you know, Padres, one of the better teams in the MLB, they're priced, uh, I mean, DK missed the boat on uh, pricing them down. 
So looks like they're going to be a little bit under own on, uh, on today's slate. Do you like the Padres here? I mean, we're kind of running out of stacks to play. We've only got 150 lineups at max, but uh, would they be in like, uh, I guess like a three max or a 20 max target for you? Yeah, I think so. Uh, they're going, it looks like they're going a little bit under, uh, like you're saying, and they've got, to, it looks, just looking at the individual ownership, the way we've got it, it looks like most of that is just focused on Fernando Tatis. Mm-hmm. He's drawing 24% ownership. Everybody else is under 10. So I think they could be, I don't want to call them sneaky necessarily, but they're getting back to health. They're getting their lineup. I think everybody's there. Uh, I think Hosmer's back, Fam's back now. So yeah, top to bottom, I like that lineup uh, and I like it in this spot. Canning's a pitcher I get to a fair amount of the time when he's in better spots. I do like him. Uh, last year he was 13.8% swinging strikes. That's down to 10.9%. 498x fifth this year uh, to a 4290 ERA. So he's gotten a little bit unlucky, but he's just had some problems. Uh, he gives up power on his fastball, gets good swing and miss on his curveball to both hands. But this Padres lineup is just so, so good. First in baseball on the split, 245 ISO, 133 WRC plus, only strikeout 20.3% of the time. Not a good spot for Canning. Definitely a spot I want to fire away with some of those Padres bats. Yeah. Um, and as you mentioned, outside of Tatis, not overly concerned about their ownership, um, yeah. especially on a, on a team level, if you're stacking four or five of these guys. So uh, I like the Padres. I, I, they're, they're not going to get quite to where like Minnesota is at right now for me, Minnesota and Atlanta. Um, but they're, they're in that next tier, that three, four, five, somewhere in there for me. Um, not finding it overly difficult to get to them. If you go with one expensive pitcher and one of these uh, punts, that uh, that we've talked about let's go to Oakland and LA we've got uh, four implied total for the A's 5.1 for the Dodgers Dodgers about a minus 160 favorite Dustin May and Frankie Montas on the mounds Montas 8,500 May 9,300 do you like either guy Uh, I can't imagine we're playing Montas against uh, against the Dodgers here but but maybe I'm wrong no, you imagine correctly, my friend. That is not a spot for me, especially not 8,500. Maybe if they had snuck him down and uh, made him dirt cheap, I could justify it on a, on a price. But yeah, I don't I don't want to pay that at all uh, for Montas against this lineup. Second in baseball, 239. So 126 WRC plus only 20% strikeouts in the split. Just nothing there for Montas to get to. Uh, so not a pitcher I trust too much anyway. Uh, and I think they're just going to light him up here. So I, I don't even really feel the need to go through his numbers. Seven home runs allowed in 43 innings, 466x fifth. Uh, 11.4% swinging strike is good, but his ground ball rate is way down. And he kind of needs that to succeed. Uh, he's at 38.6. Last year was 49.4. So that's a big problem for him. Uh, and I think this Dodgers team is going to exploit that. Yeah, just not the same pitcher. I mean, hasn't gone deep into, uh, into a game for over a month now. Uh, he had a couple games where he started seven innings. Uh, he's not getting a lot of swinging strikes. 11.4% actually isn't terrible. Um, chases, he's not uh, doing too well in that area either. Um, and then you add in that he's going up against the Dodgers, and it's big, uh, big no thanks for, uh, for Montas here on DK. May at 9,300 against Oakland. Um, you know, they lost Matt Chapman uh, last week, but still a pretty formidable lineup and a four implied total against. Can you get to May at all? I don't think so. Uh, it's weird. He's priced up still at 9,300 uh, as if he was 
pitching completely lights out um, and striking out the world, kind of like we saw in those, like, first, what was it, the first mm-hmm. two starts, I think, where he was just dominant with that two-seamer. And since then, he hasn't really had a, a great, great strikeout rate. Only 18 point, uh, 18% strikeouts, 5.8% walks. Uh, for, that's over 47 innings. It's a 406 XFIP to a 268 ERA. So he's gotten a little bit lucky, only inducing 8.3% swinging strikes. Uh, using that four seamer, or the two seamer rather, uh, 54% of the time, just not getting a lot of swing and miss anywhere. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's setting up his out pitches very well. I don't think there's a ton in that A's lineup right now. You mentioned Chapman out of the lineup. Uh, we've, of course, there's Matt Olson in the middle of it. Tommy Listella uh, helps them limit strikeouts a lot better than what they were, what they used to. Emac was pointing that out on the early bird last night. He's right. The strikeouts aren't quite as egregious as they used to be with this lineup. Uh, but I just don't. I don't think it's there for May at the price, and I don't know that I want to ride too much of the A's bats against them. So it might be a stay away on both sides there. Yeah. Uh, I think I agree with you. Like play some Dodgers bats probably can avoid the pitchers here. Uh, if I was hand building, there's no way I'd get onto these guys. I used an optimizer. I crunched out 300 lineups, took out my top hundred and I still didn't get to either one of these guys. And I'm, I'm not too upset about it. Just much better options um, for prices and for ownership reasons. Let's go to, Colorado and San Francisco last game on the night 3.4 implied total for the Rockies 4.2 for the Giants it's Freeland and uh and Smiley 7200 for Freeland 76 for Smiley good pitchers park you've got two guys that are priced reasonably over on DraftKings uh are Smiley or Freeland catching your eye here Terry yeah, maybe Smiley to a degree. He gets an okay projection for me. Uh, I had Cahill in last night when we were doing the show, so when I plugged Smiley in, he popped up a little better than I thought he would when I was talking about him last night. Rockies on the road, uh, not very good, but uh, there's some righty bats in that lineup that uh, I don't love, and a couple of their lefties uh, do well in lefty splits. So it's not a matchup I love, but out of the two, that would be where I would go uh, for 7,600. Do not want to play Kyle Freeland uh, against this Giants lineup, but it has been frisky all year and, uh, and playing pretty well, uh, despite the fact that they are against lefties 29th in baseball with a 158 ISO, exactly league average with in uh, WRC+. plus. I just don't think there's much in Freeland. He's no strikeouts, really. Uh, 52.6% ground ball rate, so he does keep it on the ground, which is what he's going to need to do to succeed here. But I just don't think there's upside in the pitching play. Uh, I might not go nuts rostering Giants bats, might not go nuts rostering Rockies bats. This game might be a complete stay away for me or just maybe small amounts of mix and match stuff. Yeah, I think Smiley is the guy I'd rather get to. It looks like he's getting around 20% ownership on DraftKings. Uh, just want to check over on Yahoo to see if either of these guys is priced way down. Uh, Freeland near min salary, 27 bucks, 34 for Smiley. That's not too bad of a price. Um yeah, I, I could I could get to some smiley, especially on Yahoo. Rockies not even cheap over on Yahoo. Uh, San Francisco, all these guys priced between thirteen and uh, seventeen dollars, except for Stremsky and Bart, who is uh, mint salary. But um, yeah, not a game I'm overly interested in. Just a really tough park to hit in, uh, and you add in that it's cool weather, as it almost always is in San Francisco. Um, too many teams for me to want to get to a lot of stacks of either San Francisco or Colorado here. Like when we could stack up Baltimore for even cheaper with a full run implied total higher. Um, 
so I'm not finding it too, super logical to uh, to get to either of these teams as uh, as stacks other than just complete MME flyers. Anything else yeah, in this slate? I was just going to say, just chiming in with you there. There's just there's so many good options that yeah, we want to spread out a lot tonight, but we don't have to do it to. That doesn't mean you have to get to every single team on the on the board here. And I think this is a game that we can kind of leave out of that and just load up extra shares of Atlanta, load up extra shares of San Diego, and some of those good stacks uh, toward the top of the board because ownership is going to be pretty distrib- distributed tonight. So you can play a lot of the good stuff, and uh, with the pitching prices that we've seen, I think we can put a lot of good things together. I would agree with that. Looks like a fun slate, 11 games. Terry and I broke it down. Drop us a like on your guys' way out. That would be very much appreciated. Coming up, NFL Strategy Show, 11 a.m. That's five minutes from now. Uh, ben and Tim going to break down the uh, Corrales Punta Cana Championship at 2.30 Eastern. Lots of content coming out. Uh, week three in the NFL, still a few MLBs. Uh, just go to Osmo.com. Check us out on podcast, osmo.com slash podcast, and uh, go play over on Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. Good luck, everybody.